0: Boys, I got a question for you. Mm. Here you go. Do you guys ever put put on makeup?
1: It, when I got a
0: pimple. No, now yeah, I got a confession to make. You got makeup on now. I got makeup on right now. Wait. Oh, you I got a pimple here? on your forehead. Oh, I can see it. see it. I got it. I saw that it was a little bit uh, It's a De Niro, I'm wearing enough. makeup. That's a good De Niro you got going. Yeah, but on it there. blends in
1: well though. Yeah, yeah no. no, I, I, I kind of saw it before, and I thought, is that what a do you mean, No, terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Roll it. Podcast. Podcast, podcast. Are we doing a podcast? We're sushi mango. When I was your age, I was samaya. Oh, you bastard! Ah, you like my salami? Huh? The sushi mango saucy meatballs podcast. A podcast not about meatballs. What do we call it? I hate it. It's just stupid. Or a red star. Don't be shit. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> Enjoy the podcast. A podcast. Ah. Yeah! Oh my goodness! You know That's what I was thinking about on the way in? That? It's
1: cold. It's cold. Mm. It's cold. Don't mm. talk about Queensland. is mm. just more cold than it is here. Mm. It's got back. And, mm. hey, you know, guys, I was thinking about something on the way in. Mm. How do you think the most stupid bird is a penguin? What?
0: What do you guys get? Well I don't think. What? I don't think. Is it a bird? Oh, I don't it's think not a penguins are to No, it is a bird. It's not a fish. Is it a bird? Don't birds have to have, have,
1: have to have wings? No, that's called a flightless bird. That's the am thing. It's a stupid. It's they're cute, but they're stupid.
0: Actually, it's a good question. Is it a bird? Well, what else I, could it be? does I, I always thought Shit, it was a bird. Shit, Jamie, can you can you Google? Is that? it a bird? Shit, Jamie, please. Got to be a bird. It. I need Because I, I thought birds have to have wings and fly, and, and penguins, penguins don't. See, I think oh, they, they don't the have bear to bear live. <coughs> I think we got to in Philip
1: Islands. fill a balance. They don't have to live in the cold, but they have to because they can't fly
0: away. That's how stupid these birds are. Have you thought about that? I think that's it's very un-Australian to call a penguin stupid. Why are they called? Oh, well, it's not an Australian why, why, bird. Why are they isn't called? It? I no. don't think so. No, it's oh, not an Australian
1: <laughs> bird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a species
1: uh, of flightless, flightless marine birds. It's there a bird. Go, flightless a bird.
0: marine birds. Do you reckon they wear makeup? There's a good chance. This is a shit conversation. We've got a very, very good, good special guest. Roll hit, it. Hit it. Today our guest is someone who has graced us on stage, in our living rooms and on the silver screen for over 30 years. A man renowned and synonymous, whatever that means, for being amongst the first pioneers of wog comedy in Australia. He has produced one of Australia's most recognised and successful movie franchises, The Wog Boy. And we can't wait to share the big screen with him in the third instalment, Wog Boys Forever. Ladies and gentlemen, the man with an eyebrow longer than his last name, our good friend, Nick Gianopoulos! Hey! Ding, 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 do ing, do, oh that's great uh, we, thanks
2: guys w- thanks for the Wikipedia uh, intro. <laughs> did,
3: you, did you
2: read that straight off Google or what did you do <laughs> Synonymous, yeah. synonymous. We, re, know, we synonymous research
0: heavily. We're, we're, yeah, a lot like, of research goes in hours and hours, days of research to get those. Yeah, those you didn't interests. do your research on the penguins though? But no. I guess. <laughs> yeah. no,
1: well, that's just actually. You, anyone? Do you actually know what synonymous means? Yeah, yes. I do. What yes. is it? What is it? Synonymous.
0: It's, <laughs> hey, t- it's today today I want to say it's something. the opposite to anonymous. Anonymous, synonymous. Synonymous. <laughs> synonymous. We, so Nick. Well known for, well known for. Yes, sir very, very happy to have you on. Good friend of ours. Happy to be here, guys. We've done a lot of firsts with you. We have done a lot of firsts with you. Oh, we're not going to. We're going to talk about those, are we? <laughs> <Okay>. The first <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah. The first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, wasn't my fault? <laughs> no, but seriously, the first the first stage show was with Nick. Our first feature in a, in, a, in a movie is with Nick. I'm going to get further back. I'm going to go further back than that. Nah. <laughs> the first time you looked at a
2: script. Was with a stage script, was with, was that's with you. And that's the stuff. Yeah, the first time you walked onto a stage. Hundred percent. Was, was with, with and, you. and and I loved it. I loved everything. Yeah. And I loved being there and just uh, showing you boys the, the ropes. The so ropes. But, but
0: we've you, given I'll tell you, you what, you, you learn quick.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, whoa.
0: Sink Woo. or swim. But we've given you a first today. We're oh. popping your podcast cherry. Yes. Yes, not, yes, that's true. I, He's I, never I, done a podcast. No, never. Yeah, you this know, this is I, your first, Nick.
2: Yeah, look, I listen to podcasts. I, I you I listen to a lot of film podcasts from America. I haven't listened to a lot of Australian podcasts. Um, the only ones I listen to are uh, to do with uh, uh, filmmaking. Well, thanks yeah. for the support and
0: listening to our no, podcast. No, yeah, that's great. Yeah, you're <laughs>
2: you're <laughs> but from what I see, you guys are doing really well. Congratulations. That's been good. Yeah, thanks. Mate. In a very competitive area. Yes, yeah, it so. is. Yeah. So uh, you're obviously doing something right. I mean. It's been fascinating for me to watch you go through the ropes here and, you know, do what you do at the beginning and now with me. It's, you
0: reckon you It's like breakfast radio. <laughs> yeah. It's like doing. It's like different breakfast radio. Well, you, you said that you almost... You were going to do breakfast radio back in the I day. I did breakfast way. radio. You did. I
2: did uh, Fox FM with Mary Coostas in the early 90s. We were part of the Fox Morning Crew uh, in the early 90s. Um and uh, we were still shooting Acropolis Now at the time. So, that, so that's and shooting Acropolis Now. Mate, right? I hated it. I used to get up at uh, 3.30 in the
1: morning. Oh, shit.
2: Shit. Man, yeah, yeah, we'd get up at 3.30 and then I'd have to be in the studio at 5, right? And then you've got to start writing material. You'd look at the papers because, you know, breakfast radio is mostly about the, the day's headlines, you know, and uh, topical things that are going on. So at 5, you'd have quickly look at the papers and then by about 6, you had to have, like, your first bits ready, mm. you know? And so, from six till nine, you're on air doing bits, you know, mm. and they had to be new bits every day. So, of course, as someone who was used to kind of like taking their time and writing stage shows and, you know, TV stuff over a period of months, mm. I, it was just it just drove me. Crazy. Well, you going to write a new model? I it's a whole new different. Bits every mate, day, it's a whole different discipline, mm. you know, mm. and uh, it just got too much for me. But you know, me, uh, you know, doing it with Maryam was great. she's you know, she used to come on as Effie. Um, I'd occasionally come on – people didn't really know the difference between me and Jim anyway, so (laughs) – I mean, she had a wig. I didn't have a wig, you know. The only way knew they knew it was me is by the mono monobrow I had at the time. And thank you for mentioning them. But by the way,
0: it's been separated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I love, I love, uh, you, know, when, actually, you know. How do you separate we, it? What, what do, you do, do you, with, <laughs> with, what you do with it? You pluck it. You pluck it? No, there's <laughs> laser these days, man. <laughs> or you you laser, man. <laughs> there's a laser man. <laughs> I'm going to pay 200 no, bucks for the laser. I do not want to pay 200 laser.
2: You get the pluck, you get ding, ding, There's
0: homemade, home do-it-yourself lasers.
2: I'm going to buy you one for your birthday. Oh, listen, you go to one of those girls and they, I've seen what's happened to some of my mates who have their eyebrows done with those ladies, uh, yeah. and it uh, doesn't look good. <laughs> doesn't. Look, I keep mine still looking, you know, fresh, original, woggy. The pluck a little bit of wog Good job. I don't want all the wogginess to go. No, you Understand?
0: You got to keep it. It's like, yeah.
2: Well, How long does it take to pluck? This? Three hours? No, nah, mate. Um, if you, oh, this is this people are going to be fascinated <laughs> <laughs> eyebrow plucking routine. All right. So, Andrew, basically, mate, they grow fast. Let me tell you. <laughs> It's like I've got to get up every morning. First thing I do is go to the mirror and look for those new hairs, mate. There you go. As soon as I see one of those bastards, I I get my – and I've had the same pluckers, right? (laughs) They're rusted now. And if you've been on tour with me, you you might (laughs) have seen my – you guys have been on tour with me a lot. So you'll see I carry the same rusted old pluckers, right? Yep. But they are the best pluckers I ever had, mate. (laughs) Far real. And I get that plucker and I grab that little mutant black hair and I go – have to and then you. I'm back to
1: feeling good again. <laughs> yeah. hey, but I have to compliment you on your They're very dark eyebrows. Look, look how dark no, his oh eyebrows
0: are. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of, you, I, man, you. I've never plucked my eyebrows ever. Oh, well, I've got to say, I've given mine a little bit of a. No, suck, I, I never Have you? I did never pluck yeah. like eyebrows. Not pluck. Just to get the razor in and go. <clears throat> zuck, zuck, I don't pluck that's them. Another but
1: way. now when I go to the barbers, they trim them.
0: Oh, they've got to trim them because they start curling here. And you
1: get old. You start to get the Johnny Howard lashes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, anyway. but but, um, but I, I remember back in the, when we were doing the tour back in which the which tour? Uh, the first or the second? Wogs one. at work, Wogs at work, or, or Star Wogs. Yes. People would come up to you and go, "Hey, Jim," because <laughs> they're still calling you from the Acropolis. Well, that's uh, mate. I get called also. I get called Jim.
2: I get Steve, cousin Jim, Steve, dickhead, fuckwit, Malaka, Arhidi Busty. <laughs> Busty, hip. Yeah, no, you never know what I'm going to get called. And I and I appreciate all of their support and <laughs> yeah, yeah. all of their love and gratitude and thanks for everything I've given them over the years. The trauma of being subjected to racism in Australia in the 70s. In Australia in the 70s, trauma. gentlemen, you're a little bit younger than me. Australia mm. in the 70s ain't the Australia it is now. Mm. And there's older people listening to this now going, yeah, I know exactly what Nick's talking about. Well, it was a very different time, you know. Um, the, word, the way the word WOG was used against us... Was uh, very aggressive, very violent, and right in your face, right? And uh, the first school I went to, which was Forkton Primary School, I didn't have the protection of numbers around me. I didn't have other wogs around. That school was, was didn't have too many wogs, all right. So I remember this. The, I remember the guys just coming. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Are you fucking wog? Get the fuck out of our country, mate. But I was born here. I give a fuck where you <laughs> So you know, this is the beginning of my life.
0: I'm sorry, sorry. shouldn't be You're laughing, me. So why you say to make me laugh?
2: Laughter is the best medicine. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> cut to all these years later, that same guy having grown up, the same face coming up and calling me Wog again. It kind of brings back the trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. I understand. you you. have never adjusted to you. Put that. In put the that in the what
0: first Wog boy? Well, Exa- mate. Well, the, the cop right uh, at the
2: end as, as as someone close to me once said If you want to know Nick Just watch all his stuff Because there's bits and pieces <coughs> of me And every person I grew up with In my movies in my characters Right mm. Steve isn't me It's bits and pieces Of a whole bunch of people I grew up with I took bits and pieces of people And put them into Steve
0: Right Steve For the people playing so, at home Steve, Steve Karamitsis From is the Walkboy show. The, the, walk the walk boy. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: Jim's the same All my characters Are, are based on bits and pieces of, of, of guys I grew up with So you know um, So the thing is that um, the only way that I found it possible to deal with all that bullshit that was going on was to somehow turn it around and make it funny. Mm. Right? Boy,
1: did you do that. And
2: we did that with my – we started doing that with my mates. My wife. So anyway, after we moved from Faulkner, mate, I went to wog areas, right? I moved to Fitzroy, full of wogs. Mm. I moved to Richmond, full of wogs. Then, of course, once we had the safety of numbers – would you send me? Yeah. <laughs> Would you call me and my 50 mates? Yeah. So all of a sudden at Richmond High, like 90% of the school are Greeks or Italians or walks, right, or yeah. Turks or Serbs or Croatians, <clears throat> whatever. And there was only about 10 skips in the school, right? And so we started calling – that's where the word skip came from, from yeah. the show Skippy. So we started calling them skips. And they wouldn't dare call us wog oh, right anymore. So that, that's where Skip came Skippy, the kangaroo.
1: The yes. so you didn't know that? I
0: didn't know who that Can, who, you, who,
1: can who? you bring up the, 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 <coughs> the, 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 the tune? Ding-a-ding-a. I was Remember
0: the Who's <laughs> who started the word skip? Me. You started the word Skippy? Yeah, yeah. me and wog.
2: I, I said to him one day, I got called a wog boy. At, I said, listen, I'm sick of this wog thing. We're now the wog boys. This was at Richmond High. Yeah. So we became the wog boys. We were the gang, the wog boys gang. Um, I got kicked out of Richmond High as a result of it after year 11. Um, I got kicked out. No, so like the Bloods and no Crips. No, because I was using <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> yeah, No, it's like that. No, it's pretty much oh, you like can, you, that. You, No, it was like that. It, was like, it. Well, it was West Side Story. It was. It was Walkside Side Story. Oh it really? really was. <laughs> I think I wrote that skit once. <laughs> yeah. M- more than possible – Cut a long story short, gentlemen. What happened was... Um, when you're a wog, you're a wog all the way. You way you are. I do remember that. Should we tell it? it? till your last <laughs> doing salad roll. Um, to, yeah. um, to get back to what I was saying to finish the, wog th- and th- the point of what I'm saying. So yeah. the point of what I'm saying is that stuff all started in the school ground as a means of protection, as a means of redefining who we were, as a means of standing up for ourselves. I got kicked out of Richmond High for it. Then I went to Taylor's College. Uh, which was a school you paid money to go and do your HSC in. Basically, they did the HSC for you. Uh, my dad paid for it after they kicked me out. Then I went to Rusden State College. I got kicked out of there after second year because I kept saying, you know, we should be doing our own stuff. We should be running stuff that is important to us. That's about my community. Um, I don't want to do this Shakespeare, Chekhov shit. Mm. So they kicked me out of there, but I spent two years there. Then I got into VCA
3: and...
2: Mm. Um, I had you have to audition. Luckily, I got in, thank God. And uh, and I nearly got kicked out of there twice. Fucking hell, man. Twice. For what? Until I did a show. Oh, uh, same stuff. I was just always had something to say, you know. I, I was like the Nick Curios of the young acting. <laughs> <group>. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, you know, I just, you know. You remember I had Nick Kyrgios the other day? He had a chip on his shoulder. Mate, the, my mom was a Smith Crisp this big, right? Yeah, <laughs> a potato on your shoulder. I had a Potato. I, uh, so anyway, so I nearly got kicked out of ECA, um, but luckily I had uh, two terrific teachers uh, who some, saw something in me I never saw, and they said, listen, we want you to start developing your own stuff, all right? We really do. We think, we think there's – we don't know what's there. <coughs> We're talking mid-80s, yeah? Right. We don't know what's there, but we want you to start developing stuff. So my best mate, Chris Anastasiadis, had got in, the guy I grew up with in Richmond, had got into VCA. He was a couple of years below me. And we started writing a show called Legends. With, uh, we went to kids at Altona North High School and kids at Richmond High School. And we looked at their stories, their lives and their situations and we created a play out of that called Legends where they all went to the city one night to, um, to, uh, to sort of hang out and watch the, um, uh, this phenomenon that was happening in the sky with the stars and stuff. Anyway, that show is what kind of kicked off doing what I do. So Chris and I developed my character together. You know, he's like Wog Boy early, early days, yeah? Mm. We put that on uh, at the Arts Centre. It was a huge hit. And uh, from that moment on, I kind of knew what I was going to do. Because um, I, so just, this is I discovered pre the power, wogs, wog's out of work. Pre-pre everything. This huh. was uh, nineteen eighty-four. Sure, I thought I knew the everything legends. about you. And it, called, and it
1: was called Legends. That it was, was called
2: Legends. Yeah, right. And that's a show um, that Chris was a co-writer off with John Romerill, who was a very experienced Australian playwright. And that was the show that ticked it off because contributing to that and developing my own character was. Uh, the best I ever felt as an actor and I really felt I found my uh, you know you know when you sort of go bing oh this is what I'm meant to do that was the moment for me sure so after that when I graduated um, I spent a year out of work you know because I couldn't find work uh, my agent my first agent wanted to change my name and he did change my name from Giannopoulos to Gianos. Giannis. So for a, yeah, in fact early Australian stuff, Nick TV G- show stuff that I did that's got Nick Giannos on it.
0: Get out of it. No right. shit. Well, no why? Shit. Because, because um, uh, Greek was too long. Bit yeah, shorter. you know what? I love well, this. It was only changed.
2: the mid '80s, and it's so alien to guys your generation, mate. You got to understand, Australia was a very different country, very different country. You did not see wogs on TV unless they were uh, fishmongers, milk bar owners, taxi drivers, or Mafia types, mm. okay? They're always the bad guy and they're only on for two minutes. In fact, my first role on TV was a show called Primetime. I played the guy who tried to uh, snitch the white Australian girl away from the Aussie guy. Seriously, and I got punched out for it. This is what was being offered to me when I graduated these sort of stereotypical bullshit small roles, right? There was the only walk on TV was Lex Marinos on Kingswood Country, who and was, they, and who's was getting a call the walk a every
0: week. Got called a walk, yeah, it's bloody! I wok. remember that actually. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, I
2: remember that. So you know, I'm looking at this, going, "This is fucked." I'm not, you know, I'm, my career as an actor's fucked, right? So I spent a year out of work. All right, then I started doing theatre sports in '86. Theatre sports was where you go and do a lot of improvisation on stage, right? With a whole bunch of uh, uh, friends from uh, VCA, people I'd graduated with, and we were really good. You know, and theater sports is like improvisational games. It still happens to this day. Yeah, right? yeah. And we were really good. We were winning every week, and I loved improvisation, you know, as much as you guys do, you know. That's where we really hit it off. And you know, you just start improing and you're throwing things around. And for me it was so easy to do, right? But out of that came a lot of interesting stuff. Simon Palomaris mm-hmm. was in that. All right? Oh okay. Yes, Simon. He yeah. was in theatre sports and he saw me, and George Capignaris got yes. the role of DJ on Flying Doctors. So what was the first, earliest, one of the earliest incarnations of ethnic comedy in Australia, the Tibaldi Brothers, Mm, which was George and Simon, Mm, groundbreaking stuff that they were doing alongside Broccoli Productions and a whole heap of other people. Yes. What happened then was Simon needed someone because the first Melbourne Comedy Festival was starting up in 87, right? The very first one. (coughs) Yep. So he came up to me one day and he said, hey, remember that day we were at the Black Cat Cafe, you, Mary Custis, me... Uh, Roberto Micari, these are all, you know, Wog actors at the time. And you said uh, you came up. With, you said, "Oh, we're going to form a lobby." You, know, you said to me, "We're going to form a lobby group and uh, march to Canberra and call ourselves Wogs Out of Work, because that's what we were at the time. We were a bunch of Wogs Out of Work. We were a yeah. bunch of out of unemployed work, unemployed Wogs." Yes. And Simon never forgot that. He never forgot me saying that. I said it as an, I said it as a sort of like uh, throwaway, you know, uh-huh.
0: like I always do. Yeah.
2: Which now we're going to call ourselves Wow. What do you mean, wow? WOG's out of work. We're wow. We're going to march to Canberra and demand our rights as WOG actors. Everybody laughed. We left it there. So Simon comes up and he goes, hey, you want to do a, a show with me for the first Melbourne Comedy Festival? I said, you and me? Yeah. I said, what do you, have to, what do you mean? He goes, you know, a bunch of sketches and bits and pieces. I'll do some stuff. I was doing the Debaldi brothers. You write some stuff as well. And then, you know, we'll try and find someone else.
0: Because George, we're, we're George went and played a DJ George's on DJ. Flying Doctors, so right? Mate,
2: we didn't know what the first comedy festival – we didn't know what the comedy festival was going to be like. So, you know, um, we booked the uh, Universal Theatre, the small one, the mm. 45-seater in Fitzroy. Oh, All right. right. Uh, and I said, oh, what do you want to call the show? He goes, let's call it that name you came up with. I said, what do you mean, Simon, which name? He goes, you know, Wog's <laughs> out of work. And it was just – you know those moments in your life? Bang. And- no, no, and I, lo- and I, looked, I knew exactly – I had said something I never thought could be the title of the show. I said it as a throwaway line. But Simon, with the experience he had had doing this sort of stuff, more than me, just understood in that moment that that could potentially be a great title for a show. And the minute he said it, it just I just kind of i locked in and I went, that's a great idea, Simon. Let's do it. So, And that was it. That was the beginning of it. Mm. And we did, you know, the first poster, which I still have. <coughs> ah, so then we wanted Mary Cooster's. Yes. Mary couldn't do it because she was doing something else at the time. So we got a wonderful uh, actress called Maria Portesi, who was doing comedy in Lygon Street, um, written by Tess Schofield, another pioneer. Uh, so we took her material. Simon brought in his To Baldy Brothers material and some new stuff. And I sat there and writing started, you know, and I, I had to start writing sketches. Now, the wonderful thing about VCAs had taught me how to do this stuff. So I wrote. The ladies in the factory with the balls. Yep. All right?
0: Yep. Yes. Um, Remember that skit? Yes. I wrote
2: that. Simon and I improved that a lot. He put in his bits. We both came up with the idea for the factory <laughs> thing with the balls. We built it ourselves. I came up with uh, Wogs in Space, the final skit. And as you know, mm-hmm. all my shows have a final skit now. Yeah. Pretty much that pattern we established has been the pattern for all my shows ever since. And I came up with Spiro uh, (laughs) Suckamangoulas, the wog boy who wanted to be a surfy, you know. And he goes to the beach and instead of dogs not allowed, they crossed it off and it said wog's Wog's not allowed. You know, and all these wonderful characters. And this show um, started in uh, March of 87. And uh, the first night we had all the comedy festival dignitaries there, you know, all the um, sort of upper middle class, you know, board types, you know. Very good, guys. Yes, I see what you're doing. It's uh, very interesting how you're taking the work, you know, and all that. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. Second night, I heard him, mate. I could hear him sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what's going on tonight? And I looked, it was, remember, it's a 50 seat theatre. And I looked out and I just peered behind the curtain. And there they were, mate. All the gelled up hair. You know, the girls with the gelled up hair at the time. You know, the guys with the, the mullets, you know, the tight jeans, sitting there, munching on their ice creams. I said, the walls are here. Fuck, it's all wogs tonight. What the fuck is that all about? Mm. I could hear the cars
3: outside.
2: My where am I gonna park? There's no fucking parking. <laughs> I could hear this through my dressing room window. I'll never forget that night as long as I live. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. I've never seen this in my life. I had never seen that. I had never seen a theatre full of wogs. We come out for the first thing. Yeah! They got it. No, this they got well, yeah. it. Unlike the, the, you know, the Anglos who came the first night, yeah. who laughed politely. Mm-hmm. They weren't laughing politely. They were laughing at stuff they saw and understood mm. and connected with. And that was the moment that changed my life. Mm. That connection between them and me, uh, put everything into perspective. I just I just I said this is what the rest of my life's gonna be. I don't know how, but this is the rest of my life. And these are my people, my community, they get what I'm doing. This is it.
1: And, that, and that's that, how
2: it started, gentlemen.
1: And that, that show ran was supposed to be a two week run, right? Two, and, that's yeah. And, and it, ended yeah. up going for four years or two week of... run, Universal Theatre two, right? Uh
2: we were on after Let the Blood Run Free. We were starting at ten PM. That right. the Blood Run Free was Remember that,
0: that show, show you were talking about. Free. That's talking about it with uh, Julia, Morris. Julia Morris. I thought she
1: was on it and I thought, she it, was wasn't, on. it wasn't her.
0: She wasn't on no, it. it. Wasn't no, her. no, 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 no. She, no. she
2: wasn't on it. I no, thought I think she, she was. she was part of the... I think, no, she was... Anyway. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, more importantly, we had the Franco-Cotso couch in the foyer, right, that we had borrowed off Franco, <laughs> right, and we're sitting on it waiting for the other show to finish because our set was essentially the Franco-Cotso couch... Which I still have As you boys know Yeah The Franco-Cotso
0: couch Was that that same one? Yeah From man. 2017 were you... I don't throw nothing
1: don't in. No <laughs> way I
0: sat on that thing Is that from Wogs out of work? <laughs> Part, Part of history <laughs> No shit I didn't know that yeah. Part of, Part of history hate. Mate What do you think I look after it? No it did look a bit old Anyway but come <laughs> on We and had there's the there's cleaning, lady cleaning lady thing. thing
2: So Simon and I Maria Portesi, You know Would lift this stuff As the audience Was coming out Excuse me Excuse me excuse, oh It's our set mate It's our set Get out of the way <laughs> And we'd have to set up our set, right, right there. And everything was there. We didn't have anyone to bring the stuff in like you guys no have, now, like we had hands, in yeah. the other shows. No stagehands. So we had all our set there. So we'd go from one area to the next, right? It was really low-budget theatre, right? It did not matter. So 10 o'clock we'd start. That was for two weeks. It sold out in a matter of days after that. those first couple of shows. Then we moved to the Universal One, which was a 400-seat theatre next door. Okay, right. They're no longer there. Then Hocking and Woods, who ran those cinemas, who I learned a lot of my producing craft from, they'll experience theatrical producers, they said, guys, this is, uh, we, we believe in this show, we think it can go a little bit longer. I go, like, yeah? Another week? <laughs> no, we think better than that. We're going to, how about we do a deal with you guys? We cut in as partners. We'll, because uh, we had no money. I was dead broke, so I was, we are all broke. I said, you know, we'll put you in the money for it, we believe in it, and we'll take Woggs out of work to the Athenaeum Theatre.
1: Yeah. Oh, the athens Yes. yes. Yeah. The first place we played.
2: So we booked in for a month. We extended to three months. We extended to six months to the point where we became the most successful show in Melbourne, uh, even surpassing Cats. Wow. So I have a Wogs Out of Work poster, which is my favourite, that we put where we had the Cats eyes, you know, the Cats logo but we had wogs written in the Cats font and instead of the Cats eyes, we had Galeano bottles in there. (laughs) So two Galeano bottles, wogs out of... It's my favourite post, it's the last one left, right? I keep it under lock and key. And it said, you know, six smash hit month running, uh, breaking the record of Cats. We broke Cats record in Melbourne. And then I thought, all right, that's the end of it, right? Oh, that was fun. No, 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 we've booked the opera house. What? said, so, we're go to the Opera House. You, mate, I knew this all along. <laughs> <laughs> so by now, Mary's joined us. We've got two companies. The show is so big. We've got a regional company and we've got a company that just does the main cities. We go to the Opera House. We put up the wogs out of work sign. Next day, Opera House Trust rings us up and goes, uh, excuse, me, Ma, uh, excuse me, sir, you'll, you'll have to take that uh, offensive sign down from our forecourt. I go, what? He goes you cannot use that word in our forecourt at the Sydney Opera House and if you don't take it down we'll cancel your show so I go up to Greg Hock and go Greg because I spoke a bit like this back then (laughs) Greg what's going on mate (laughs) there's no problems with Melbourne he goes well Sydney's a bit behind Melbourne in regards to these things just let me talk to them comes back and goes no good boys we're going to have to change the name of the show okay I'm not fucking changing the name of the show it's called fucking Wogs Out of Work it's going to stay Wogs Out of Work oh we'll go to another theatre he goes all right, maybe there's another way he goes let me make a call all of a sudden, he calls Terry Willisey, who was the big current affair show. At oh, the time. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yes, yeah. yeah.
1: Will it, I'm trying to work right? out the name. This is like yeah. this
2: is all this is. All, see, if you've seen Wog Boy now, now you see where everything's coming from, all right? Yeah. So Simon and I get interviewed, and we go, mate. You know, you called us wogs, and we call, can't call ourselves wogs. What's with that? What's wrong with these people? You know, we're growing up. Maybe some of them were calling us wogs, and now we can't call each other wog. What? What's the problem there? Then they cut to the uh, the guy who was the public servant who was the head of the Immigration Department at the time. I'll never forget him. His name was Paolo Tataro. This guy saved our career. And he said, yeah, what's the problem with that? They even called me Wog at Work. That and was oh, it. That was it. Once well, the government guy said that... It all went away. didn't. No, the next day there was like... It was a total about-face. The Opera House Trust booker... Well, gentlemen, we've had a review of the situation and uh, we've come to the understanding that we slightly misread your intention and the thematics behind the show. So we are very pleased to tell you that you can continue with your <laughs> show and we wish you all the very best. So, mm. three months sold out there. We're still selling tickets. We've got nowhere to go. We go for a drive down Sydney uh, to down... Uh, Greg goes, come here, I want us to check out this old, this old theatre that shows Greek movies. It's a bit run down. All right, Greg, whatever you say, mate. <laughs> <laughs> mate, Greg's, Greg's my man now. He's yeah. Greg Hocking has, you know, pretty much taught me everything I know. There's this old decrepit theatre on Enmore Road called the Enmore Theatre, right? It's, it's break, you know, you can see the, the the roofs falling down, the signs half falling down. It's, you know, and it's got posters of old Greek movies in the windows, right? And, uh, uh, Greg, are you sure? He goes, yes. He goes, I think a lot of your fans live around this area. I think this is where we need to be. Are you sure, Greg? Are you sure, mate? <laughs> he goes, yes, Nick, I am sure. Knock on the door. This Greek guy comes out. Yes, what do you want? I go, uh, <laughs> Greek goes, you talk to him. Greek. <laughs> I go, uh, yes, i uh, And then, saying so Greek, I explained, we're looking for a theatre. He goes, Elinas, Greek? Yeah. Come <laughs> inside. You want coffee? So we sit down, he makes the Greek coffee, right? His beautiful daughter, Lisa, comes out, right? She runs the theatre. And uh, Greg says, well, we want to book your theatre for six months. Yeah, <laughs> Six months? But they, yeah, no problem.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we, I said, Greg, six months, he goes, we're going to sell it out. Believe me. He said, I've been in this game a long time. He said, I've never seen anything like this show. Mate, we ran for another six months. All of 88, I was in Sydney with this show. We ran another six months at the end more. We had the other companies touring around the country. We ended up, the show ended up running for three and a half years, played to 650,000 people. Became just Became the most successful non-musical show in Australian history.
1: Wow, wow. And just to put that in perspective. That was the start of my career. <laughs> so, so, Nick, just to put that into perspective, was the Enmore the same size it is now? Was it 1,600 feet the Yeah, no, no, it
2: was, uh, <laughs> mate, the Enmore had a tin roof.
1: So I remember shows where they'd we couldn't hear each other on stage.
2: Right. but it was, it was it was it was no, it was like a really it was like a big tin shed. All right, they must have had the the same
0: floor because the floor caved in. <laughs> <the water. laughs> no, listen, with all the
2: money they made out of Wogs Out of Work, they started renovating it. Yeah. they put an aircon which they never had. They changed the roof. <laughs> they changed the seating, and I'm very proud to say that um, uh, the Wogs Out of Work started that whole renaissance of the end mall. Um, which is why I still don't get a discount. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> no, I love the end more. That's why I've done all my shows uh, there.
0: No, I was going to say, we, we did the, the two shows there. And that's weird how you, how you started there, but 30 years later, you're still doing shows there. I mean, it's a lot bigger than what it was and so different well, than what it was. Not just
2: there, been. also the Regal in Perth, where I started. Um, I, I can't believe really, rec-
0: can You hold the record there too, right? 12 at the weeks. Regal. 12 weeks at the yeah. Regal. I couldn't believe that when you told us that.
2: Yeah, you know, it was at different times, guys. It's like there was no social media, mm. you know. There were five TV stations, five if you could get SBS, yeah, you know. Yeah. Remember how you'd stand there it's in the lounge that, trying yeah. to get SBS? Maybe you guys are too young, I don't know. Uh, so, you know, it was different times. Um, people went out. People just yeah. went out. That's the way we socialised, man. That's what we did. Yeah. Uh, and in a way, I kind of miss it. I miss that, um, that coming together all the time, you know. Yeah. The isolation now with social. I mean, to me, you know, to people my generation, it's a bit hard to kind of – Grasp that Because it's, we were out every night Caf- You know We were out man We were mm. just out Whether it's like on Street having coffee You know Your local pizza shop You just went out Yeah Because that's how you met people you Well know? I, I
0: think uh, Especially after what's happened Everyone now Is like Enjoying Just going to the movies And you can see it With Elvis And um, Top well, it's Gun It's coming back now Isn't it, it Everyone's yeah, like, oh, like so- oh my god It's so nice to go back To the movies again And see a bunch of people Yeah Because
2: they, they all stopped You know it's, As much as people think Uh, things change over time, Uh, I've come to realise they don't, you know. It's like when I saw you guys, you know, when I first saw you guys on the internet, uh, I kind of saw, you know, at that stage, a raw kind of Nick, Simon, Mary, and, you know, I saw it. And Mm. I could see you guys hadn't gone through the training process or anything like that, but I love the rawness of it, you know. Mm. So I'm harking back to an era when Simon saw me on stage doing impro, and I'm looking at you guys doing your little impro, and I'm going... This is really impressive. I'm really, I'm so impressed with what these guys have achieved with an iPhone camera on the back of their car. I love the symmetry. I love, the, you know, I mean, you guys knew how to stage. I mean, there was just an inherent understanding from all you guys on how to do this. And I thought they're really good signs. All right. So I thought I would meet these guys. And then when I met you, Joe, I, was, I asked, I, I think I just met Joe first. Joe, I, mm. Joe came and had a coffee with me uh, near where I live. And uh, yeah, and I said, no, mate, I'm here to. Offer you a stage yeah, show Yeah
0: and, and then To everyone Playing at home Nick asked me And I was I acted very cool that day I went Yeah okay We can think about that Where inside I think I passed out And <laughs> shat myself At the same time I said be, be cool man Be cool man Don't sign nothing I'm coming to the next meeting <laughs> no, He was ready He over ready his <laughs> hand <handover. He's, laughs> No, out, But Joe
2: remember I never met these guys No you hadn't met So Carl I just man. made the offer and, met, yeah. and I said to you, I said What
0: are, you, uh, what are
2: the other guys like You go <laughs>
0: I was because you no mate. I said Nick, so we want to do a. So are we going to do a video or something? And Nick goes, no, 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 I want to do a stage show. And I went, oh, all right, that that could be cool. And because I remember seeing you guys. I mean, I remember seeing you. When I saw Wagarama at the Ath, but I was really young. Yeah, I right? was ninety three to ninety five, right? But then I, I, when I was older. I saw the Wog Boy yeah. on stage, yeah. and um, one thing that's – not the Wog, Wog, Wog Boy, Wog Story. No, Wog Boy at the at the at Universal. The I Wog think Boys it was. was it? The Wog No, Boys. Ah, Wog Boys. W- Wog, Wog, Wog Boys. Boys. That was the f- yeah. Wog Boys. Right. And I Wog remember Boys. one of the things that stood out the most, and it's interesting because people say that to us now. When you fuck up on stage, they love it, and I remember <laughs> you went to snort the cocaine when you were doing the Wog Boys uh, as. Uh, you were T- pretend, you were pretend to be Tony Montana. I was Pacino, yeah. Yeah, was, in that but Montana. It's it's a different part of the the act, and uh, you went to snort it, and before you snorted it, the the snort sound, sound effect went off, went off, <laughs> and then you said something, and everyone just erupted. And what did I tell you? Wong's out of work.
2: Wogs at work when we did the show, that was planned.
0: That was planned, yeah. exactly, <laughs> right? And you learned something, that, learned night, something that night. I learned something that Because
2: I watched you the next night <laughs> and that little bit we were doing is a clean lads getting longer <laughs> and longer. And I was looking at Joe going, I like this. Right? He's, he's got – and, mate, you're com- – and then you'd hear that laugh and your confidence would <laughs> yeah, come man. up. So, and I
0: loved it, man. I loved working with you but, and Wogs at work on that. But that, what, what I remember seeing that, and, I, and I, I never forget that because I was like, oh, my God, he fucked up. And look, look what he did with it, and um, so that day, and I always like fuck. I wish I, I, I want to do this one day. I'll do this, you know. And then the day that we all, when you said yeah, we should do a, a show together, for me, well, going back to to seeing you then, and then you go, you should do a show together. Like I said, I, well, we I were, was like, yeah, cool, no worries. And I shat everywhere in the fucking hotel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but we were t- actually, yeah, I was just saying, so we were actually the timing. It was almost like a calling because we were we were starting to put ideas for a show together. Yeah. So we were putting remember we had the 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 yeah. the, 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 the perfect match idea. We we had a, we had a bunch of skits and we we're like we're going to do a show. And thank and God you, you came, along. Thank God. came And you literally just came in. Thank God, God, God you came we had along no idea because I think that you taught us how to how to do the next level of production. Oh, we no would, idea. we would have gone out there and and we would have just been fumbling, and we would have been. It would have been a fucking. Yes. We, ne-
1: we never could have put together the you know, production guys, that I've always level said without you, your man. Your
2: success is based. My success is based on the people I've worked with and the people mm-hmm. I've met through my career. I mentioned Hocking Woods earlier. You know, I was blessed to find those guys. You are lucky in your career if you come across um, experienced people, okay, who have that ability to impart knowledge and their experience to you, which allows you to understand the process, and what you have to do better. Yes. That's what I had. Yeah. So what I learned from those people was that another thing that you guys will also come to understand is it's important to pass that on, mm, right? 100%, 100%. Because ethnic comedy and what we do will die out if we don't, right? Mm. So it was important for me. When I saw you guys, I kind of went, okay, now's the time to pass you know, pass this on. It's important to kind of uh, literally um, put yourself there to be a teacher yeah. as people were for me.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. And – the people you surround yourself with, all right, acting-wise and with their attitude to the professionalism of the craft and what's oh, required, 100%. mate, it only takes one bad egg in a groove for the whole thing. And oh, you absolutely. guys were as solid as. And here's the other thing. In this industry, it's sink or swim, mm-hmm. all right? And sometimes you're going to sink, but your ability to recover from that and get better and show that you've got that fight in you and that passion for what you do is what will ultimately create Your survival. Now, I watched you guys in Wogs at work, right? So I had written some stuff for you guys, you know, because I had never worked with you, never worked with me. I didn't – I was getting to know you. Yeah. And so I'm writing some stuff for you and it was kind of working, wasn't working, you know. So what I quickly realised and what you guys also realised is that you guys needed to develop your own stuff, you know, which is what I got you to do in Wars. Yeah. And the difference was astronomical, Mm. you know. You're from here to – and that, when I saw that – I knew you would have successful careers cuz that was the sink or swim moment.
0: Yeah, I remember I remember before I went on stage for for the first time at StarWogs I was way more nervous than going on stage uh, at, at Wogs at work because we wrote it yep. and we are like, fucking, this is it. Oh, man, we've done it on he, videos. It's like, the chance. now we're It I, fucking one of the only times I almost passed out. I remember, <laughs> I, I, I'm telling <laughs> you. I'm telling yeah, was you. was pacing up and down. I was down, pacing, I man, because I put a lot of pressure on, on us and I was a bit like, man, this is it. This is our stuff. They got to laugh. They got to laugh. And we went out there and it worked. And it was just like, okay, you know it what, gave guys, me the confidence. You know what, guys? Mary
2: and I, and I between us, because Mary's in Star had yeah. done 2,000 shows, over 2,000 shows. So the ability to work, you know, and I found this early on in my career. Simon, for me, Simon had done hundreds of shows. In the early days of Wogs Out of Work, I used to sit on the sides and watch Simon Palomariz. I would watch him like a hawk, right, Mm. because he was pulling laughs and doing stuff that I had no idea about Mm. because I'd never worked in front of a real live audience, okay? So I know what it's like to be able to stand next to experienced people, you know, and be able to say, and I, you know. And I think that show with me and the combination, because Mary and 100%. I are sort of same oh, but different, absolutely. and sitting there night. And then I just saw as the season went on, you guys got stronger and stronger. And I just knew by the end of that run that you guys were ready to do. Well, your own but look, we, we're, we're
0: watching. We were, watching, we're watching you, man. Like, I still to this day, before I go on stage, me and Ange do it a bit. We do this thing that, that you thing, do. Remember? do that. <laughs> I always do that before <laughs> I get. Still it, man. I, ju- I jump on the stage. And it, it helps a bit. It gives me a bit of air. Gives me a bit of flow. And then I go. <laughs> yeah. so, hey, listen, I've got to give props to you, Nick. Bring your energy up.
1: I've got to give always have, have but I've got to continue to give props to you because most people don't understand that it Wogs at work you got us to perform on stage with only four weeks training we we had, had never done anything like that before Nothing, yeah
0: but you, got, you you saw something and you and gave you, us and
1: you, you entrusted you, you put all that information into us and, and you get, And you, we only had four weeks to do it and you pulled it off. It's pretty ballsy, you managed, man. You managed, you managed <laughs> it to get up there. You know what? Lucky and you know and what? our first audience was, was a sold-out Athenaeum. Listen, I mean, I, I mean, know we're very you, good. No, I no, you guys...
2: <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, tell you what, I tell you, if you ain't not got balls in this business, as I said, secret sweep, you guys had balls when you decided to book Rod Laver. Yeah, yeah. no,
0: true. You that was ballsy. Balls. Yeah.
2: But you know what? Uh, when I decided to make a film mostly with all my money, called the WOG boy, and I was getting very little support, I could have lost everything I had.
0: Yeah, you Mm. put your house on, didn't you? Mate, put everything on. So, you know
2: what? Um, What I realised when I graduated and they tried to make me change my name was as a WOG in this country, nothing was going to come easy. Mm. Nothing comes easy for us. Working class boys who've had to uh, teach themselves everything they know and who've, you know, and... You know, you guys had to pick up your iPhone and start doing skip. If yeah. it wasn't for social media, because TV, you know, we we were lucky because back then TV was still doing stuff like Acropolis Now, and Acropolis yeah. Now was a challenge to do. It was the first Australian show with a non Anglo-Saxon leading cast. Yeah. So you talk about inclusiveness and wokeness.
0: Well, let's let's, yeah, let's go back to that for a second. Yeah. So so, so uh, how, how did that come about? All right, so so we skipped the whole fucking thing because I yeah. want to talk about Acropolis Now and oh, yeah, yeah. and Wog Boy. Acropolis Now was uh, because
2: of the success of Wogs out of work. Um, George, don't forget, was doing Flying Doctors, Mm. right, which is a Crawford show, Mm. all right? So the Crawford's people approached George and go, and George by now had replaced Simon. Simon took some time off from Wogs Out of Work. Remember, eight shows a week, Wogs Out of Work. It wasn't Mm. like three, four shows like we were doing with Wogs at Work, right? Wogs Out of Work was eight shows a week. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, and a Sunday matinee, all right? And the only day we held off was Mondays. So that's another story. We were... Cool, yeah. man. Well, yeah. It would have been cooked, So anyway, so Simon cooked. had to take some time off. So George came in and replaced him and took on um, his parts. So um, he became familiar with the show and all of that. And uh, Crawford's approached George one day and said, hey, listen, um, we'd like to talk to you guys about coming to Crawford's probably doing something here, you know. And uh, that's how it happened, man. So then we went and had the meeting at Crawford's and uh, – the old Hector Crawford, who was, you know, the the, the the icon of Australian TV at the time with the big silver hair. and uh, yeah. He came in and watched uh, Wogs Out of Work at the... Uh, <laughs> what was
1: that? <laughs> <laughs> that's how he spoke.
3: That's how,
2: that's how he spoke. Man, the, the, no, the, no, no, the, the, he'd had throat <laughs> surgery. i
0: just the way... Some <laughs> no, of the gyrations yeah. you do sunday just kill me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's how
2: he spoke. So he came in, he, he watched the show, this 75-year-old silver-haired man. and We went back to this room at Crawford's with all these Logies around us, all these incredibly... Homicide Division. Mate, we're talking massive shows in their days. And he said, Gentlemen, I came and saw your show the other night. Congratulations.
3: Now...
0: I didn't understand a word of it, <laughs> <laughs> but I loved it. Yeah. all right. Well, you loved it because there was uh, probably a thousand wogs in there clapping and That's laughing. That's why I loved it because you he heard their laughs. That's right. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, but listen, it went from eighty nine to ninety two on Channel Seven, right? These you were doing there? four.
0: How many? What's what was the viewership per episode? Just to get in perspective. Oh,
1: mate. Mate, get into you, and it, it, listen, just it, just for
0: for the listeners out there, the, the Acropolis now was the biggest show in, in, yeah, in Australia Yeah, it didn't start off as the biggest show. We, no. uh, at we one were, point.
2: They started off on Wednesday nights after Hey Dad. That turned out well. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we might it.
2: Lots, lots, of, lots of Hey Dad episodes in syndication. <laughs> we might not to really. this out. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, we started off against Hey Dad uh, and the promos in the early days was Hey Dad followed by a new Australian show called Acropolis Now. Now, originally, I'll tell you another great story a lot of people don't know. It was meant to be called The Wog Bar.
1: Oh, yes, oh, yes yeah, you yeah, told yeah, us this told story.
2: Because yes. we used to call the old Greek cafes the Wog Bars, right? And, in fact, the pilot episode is still called the Wog Bar, right? The pilot episode. Um, and then, of course, Seven got scared. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we had to come up with another name. We came up with Acropolis Now, um, which I'm glad we did. Um, How? Yeah, you know. Brainstorming. Mm. brainstorming. <laughs> uh, I won't say it was my idea, but, you know. Uh,
3: <laughs>
2: joking. I'm joking, I'm joking. I can't remember whose idea it was, but it was brainstormed. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was really tough in the early days because no one understood what the hell we were doing. Mm. No one had ever seen anything like it. Um, and the show was in a little bit of trouble um, until I really pushed Crawford's, because Mary was doing this character on stage called Sophie in Wog's Out of Work, which was getting a huge response, and I knew we could segue from that into another, char- into another character, you know? And that character ended up becoming Effie.
0: So right? so she wasn't in it at the start? Or well, she was, but, no, but not but, as Effie. No, 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 no,
2: no. no. She wasn't in it at the start. She wasn't. The first three episodes we shot, Mary's not in the show. Oh, okay. yeah. We got commissioned to, to put together three episodes, uh, a pilot and another two. Um, Mary was not part of the crew, and I felt very strongly... At the time, and I pushed our producer Peter Herbert uh, that we needed a strong girl in the cast, and uh, Mary was the one, you know?
0: Sure. Mm. Um, she was great, man. Of and course. Was, and Mary's you know best, what? Man. And you
2: know what? It was a combination of uh, her guts and determination to do it, and uh, her ability, comedic ability, and her talent, and Pino Amenta, our director at the time, who just helped her mold that, and Chris and Associatus, and myself as writers, helped mold that character into what
0: she became. Mm. You know? yeah.
2: But ultimately, it was Mary's ability to walk out. Remember, we used to take the show live, yeah? Well, yeah. yeah. So, oh, so yeah. It's
0: crazy. Live, it was a live audience, yeah? Live audience. Crazy. Two
2: shows every Saturday night. We'd do first show. Uh, yeah, and you did it because to get the laughs, yeah? Mm, now, yeah. the worst part was when you stuffed up, right, and you did the same routine again. There were no laughs. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. yeah right. laughing,
0: laughing track <laughs> a little bit? No. No, no laugh
2: track. On the way. Real. So George and I and Mary <laughs> would do warm-up between the Now, remember, okay, now, listen, Everyone. Forget what you saw then. Yeah. You haven't seen it, all right? Just laugh again, yeah. <laughs> like you haven't uh, ever heard uh, that line, uh, oh, yeah. no all right? God. You know where it's going, to yeah. and of course they never laughed the okay, same. Yeah, yeah, the okay. first laugh was <laughs> the second laugh was, <laughs> uh. <laughs> and that's what we spent most of the bloody shoot doing. But it was the importance on the camera setups and everything to get those lines right every time was critical, and our stage experience.
1: Yes. Helped.
2: Yeah. Is what got us through it. Right. Absolutely, of course, of course, And Mary, of course. of course, having done all those walks out of work, I, I watch that first episode. It was called The Trouble with Mothers. She comes out and you'll notice her hair is a bit flatter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? Watch Trouble with Mothers, episode four, series one. So she comes out and she's like straight away, hey, have you seen my cousin Jim? Is he here? Is he here? <laughs> first time on television, right? Live audience, right? Yeah, yeah. Audience erupts. Ah! That episode, she nails it. Pino says, I like her, she's great, but she needs something more. Now, my sister at the time used to really tease up her hair like all the girls did in the late 80s. And <laughs> I showed, I said, you know, my sister does this, and I showed him, and he goes, that's it. He goes, we've got to get the hair up more, higher. The hair's got to be higher. And Mary just embraced that because that's what great comedians do. Mm. They're not afraid to look stupid. Don't have to tell you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right? <laughs> So she, so literally, we went to work on it. The hair got higher, which of course meant the personality got bigger. Yeah. All right, because that's what we learn at VCA mask work, which is what you guys do. You create the mask and then you work into the mask. That's what Mary did. She created this enormous persona. For the rest of us, that app where she comes out as the new Effie, we were like,
0: you know. All oh, right. So it's almost like the first time you saw it. Man, yeah.
2: that's when the show just went through the roof. Yeah. That's when. The combination of Mimo, Jim and Effie as the anchor started to kind yeah. of come together. Yeah, that
1: trio Then, of was...
2: course, the wonderful support of the Rickies and the Tracy Callendars, you know, Simon Palomaris and Tracy Callender, who played Liz, of course, and Skip and, you yeah. know, and, uh, and uh, Manoli's the Manoli, chef. Manolis, yeah. And then the ensemble came to work, you know. Yeah. And we knew intrinsically how this had to go because we'd grown up watching sitcoms our whole life. Whether it was Happy Days, whether it was Cheers, you know. P-
0: people got to love the characters, you know. That's where people fell in love with you. We guys. needed a Fonzie. Yeah. You know, we knew the characters
2: we needed because we'd seen what the American shows had done and how they had succeeded. Yeah. Right? And, man, you know, it was just Mary, I, you know, I've gone on record many times as saying Mary saved that show and allowed it to go to five series. Yeah. That man. character just changed everything.
1: And that, overnight. That, that show, the Acropolis Now, uh, highest rating, it, uh, outrated, Sixty minutes in a current affair. It kept going that way. Consistently, right? Early days,
2: that? hey, Dad was kicking our ass, right?
1: Which is crazy. And you then know? they
2: moved us to Thursday nights after Full House uh, to try and, you know, and and that helped. You know, it kind of helped. Uh, we sort of, But as the show went on and uh, our confidence grew and more people got come, you know, more Aussies came to understand what the hell we were doing, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And the more publicity we went out there and did, and people got to know us. <laughs> the more successful it became. And then, of course, we added Georgie Parker in the final two yep. series.
1: Oh,
0: and, yeah, yeah. and we, you know, we Strate- just can out. Strategic make, skip.
1: Know, <laughs> Look at the hair up
0: there. <laughs> but yeah, but, but, but seriously. Oh, am yeah, I on screen? You're on, you're on screen. screen. Oh. Oh. But the mullet grew as well, <laughs> Nick, man. Look, Look at mullet. that. Like yeah. just, <laughs> just yeah. the, it was just yeah. gra- it was a great, it was a great fun show. But at the height, how many people were watching? Oh, it's it, uh, what Andrew said
2: before about three million.
0: Three million people. Remember, there's no streaming, no Netflix. Yeah, that's what I mean. No that's social media.
2: Yeah. It's unbelievable. Uh, oh, and wow. the great thing about TV in those days, when someone would watch something, like the next day they'd all be talking about
0: it. You know? That's yeah, the yeah, difference. Yeah, yeah. So now there's, there's cool talking about. in the
1: schoolyard at school, you know? Well no, now, yeah, now yeah.
0: you've got, you know, all the stuff that's online. You've got all the T V stations that hardly get watched, and then you've got all the streaming and you got there's so much diversity. It's well, all well, just, just in streaming you know? services alone. There are like six with yeah, it, like, like Elvis. Remember, Elvis did a um, yeah. 1.5 billion, billion people, people tuned in to right. his satellite show because, oh, back, then, because how, back then, there was probably what two channels. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> yeah. almost
1: a third of the population, probably yeah. at the time. So, in no one the world. can
0: ever be and in Australia, uh, it would have been in black and white. That's, that's why you're so still yeah. color TV didn't come '75. I know because I made my dad buy one. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are still so recognized today. Because, yeah, look, because you know, cause I, cause I think because it was such a different era, it's like now there's so much diversity, but everyone was tuning into a global I'll tell you now. another
2: funny thing that a lot of people don't know. Back in the day when we were doing this early, there was a lot of uh, backslapping. Uh, not, What's the word? There was a lot of um, negativity from the ethnic communities as well.
0: Oh, right, That we yeah. were
2: creating stereotypes. Well, we get that, l- we we get that a little
0: bit now. Well, it's
2: bit. interesting, you know, because it really affected us at the time, you know. Um, you know, with comedy.
0: You basically so on, Wait, wait, so, so the ethnic people were... So
2: Acropolis now got a lot of flack from people in ethnic communities mm. for misrepresenting the true character of uh, people of that background. Now, oh. what we always said was the following. It's a comedy, guys, mm-hmm. okay? If we came out and just be, acted as ourselves, no one would laugh. It wouldn't be successful. Mm. I said, comedy's about exaggerated ty-
1: archetypes. Absolutely. And
2: it's based on archetypes. That's right. What's an archetype, you know? The... In Mimo's case, the stingy uh, guy who's never going to change his ways. Uh, Mary, the ballsy woman. And then you add the other elements on top, you know, which is, in our case, all the defining ethnic elements, you know, which is the content in the script. And then, of course, you build it up through the the mullet, through the the jacket, the facial expression, you know, and then you build it. And that's how you create comedy. Mm, That's what we train to do by the best in the business, and that's what we're doing. But Mm. politically... We copped a lot of flak, and mm. it's interesting how time has gone on, how Acropolis now has become so endeared mm. and so beloved, because it's interesting with the passing of time. And hearing you guys just talk now, all I'm remembering is the times when we were copping shit
3: over
1: it. Yeah, right. yeah.
2: mate, I've copped shit over everything I've ever done. Mm. Yeah, because when you dare to be controversial in any shape, form, or manner, and I'm talking about. Anyone has ever done this. Whether it's a Lenny Bruce, who was a great comedian of the 50s and 60s, who went to jail for using the word yikes. Uh, uh, what was uh, a, Jew, uh, a reference for
0: Jews? That Kikes. Was, Kikes. Thank you. Sorry, don't cancel me, please. Yeah. No, 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 no.
2: Mate, he, had, he, said he was doing what I wanted to do years before me. All right. Then you had Richard Pryor. I mean, yep. you've got people who went through extremes to make a point. All right. And it's called freedom of speech, it's what makes comedy the best art form in the world, in my opinion. Now, ever since then, and now even more so, these restrictions people are trying to place on comedy will ultimately, if they succeed, undo comedy. Oh, you yeah, yeah. kill it. Because our responsibility as comedians, and you guys know this very well, is to comment on how we see things. And sometimes we'll do that through racist characters. That does not mean we are racist. Mm. We are portraying a racist character to highlight the racism. There's a big difference. And and I'm I'm sad to see that now that line has become very blurred, you know. And as a comedian, you know, you're trying to make a point about something and it turns back on you for all the wrong reasons. You're actually trying to make the same point as them, Mm. you know. But through comedy, you've got to use extreme measures.
1: Absolutely. And you're also highlighting the ignorance. Sometimes it's ignorance at play and you highlight that to bring it to the to the broader community, that 100%. sometimes it's just ignorance, and, and it's funny in the ignorance I mean, itself. The,
0: you know, I think as well, you, you know, you're paying homage So what we do. You know What we do, we, we like to feel like we're paying homage to a, a, a people that may be forgotten, that aren't in the history books, or you know, we're proud of, yeah, of course, all your dad, your father, yeah, of course, and how he walked, how he talked, how of what course. he did, how he, how, how he, how he, uh, how he, you know, strived for his family. Like, we're proud of that. But that's not going to be in the history books, like, what those people did for this country. Well, it
2: will be in the history books because we've dedicated Wog Boys forever to our fathers. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's and right. the last thing that people see in this movie will be the name of my father, Vince's father, and your father. Yep. So that was very important to me for the reasons you just stated. Because what we are doing is honouring um, their. Um, very fact that they sacrificed so much on behalf of us
3: beautiful, and
2: allowed us to have the life that we have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
2: all our work, my work from the very beginning has been about that. I mean, yeah. I played my mother as Patroller on stage from the very first show, you know, because my mother struggled through sweatshops um, and factories like the one we portrayed in Wogs Out of Work. Yeah. So there's a, there's an inherent sadness and tragedy to comedy. And great comedy comes from tragedy. Yeah. The yeah. Greeks showed you. The Greeks, the ancient Greeks. You taught the, us
1: pathos. We never knew pathos. Pathos, yeah.
2: pathos yeah. is a Greek word. They're all Greek words, boys.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. But
2: in all, and more importantly, you know, the best thing that I ever got taught was exactly that, and which is why I love doing comedy, because it's such a fine line. And this is where your skill as a comedian comes to play. It's such a fine line between the tragedy and the comedy. And if you know how to straddle that line, you know, and – still succeed and get, make them laugh, guess what? Congratulations, you're a comedian. Mm. That's what it takes. I'm, I'm really bored by comedians who get up there and, you know, talk about really hum, you know, stupid every single, you know, like a lot of breakfast radio, you know, oh, what'd you do said Oh, no, no, no. that yep. bores me. Yep. I like seeing comedians who confront me, yeah, whether it's a Dave Chappelle, all right, or no, whether yeah. it's all the greats I've mentioned from the past, mm. you know, and there's many of them. That's what, you know, Ricky Gervais is another Ricky, one. Ricky, Ricky, yeah. you know, yeah, who, are the, who are the people we ultimately admire and go down in history as the greats, yeah? yeah? The people who challenge us. But you've got to have a set of beliefs that you yourself believe because ultimately the audience will work it out if you don't, mm. right? People say to me, how do you think you've uh, achieved a, a 35-year career? Because I've always been honest. It's all in yeah, my people
1: work. see straight through bullshit, yeah? They see through yeah. the
2: bullshit. You see any of my work, it comes from the heart. You can see it comes from the heart. Walk Boys Forever comes from the heart. You guys have just been a part of it. You mm. know that. Mm. All the films come from the heart. Acropolis now came from the heart. It all comes from a real place. Mm. Comedy needs to come from a real place, but it also needs to mean something to you. So remember, I first asked you when I said, "What are you doing comedy for?" You know, and you guys told me you said we want to honour our parents and we want to, you know, cherish their memory. And, and I said, "Great, that's a fantastic reason to do it." You know, and ultimately, you're also making little statements in amongst all the stuff you do yeah, about. You know, little things in society What's that, uh, yeah, and by highlighting things like corruption or, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, but, you know, that's what comedians do. Yeah. And that's why they laugh because it's true. They kind of go, oh yeah, that's, that's right, mate. That's right, mate. That's so right.
0: You get that moment, you've got a good show. So why is it even called, I mean, this is a completely different topic, but why is it even called Wog comedy? Why is it even called ethnic comedy? Because you have to look Because they've it. never allowed us to call it Australian comedy, mate. That's, that's what, what i mean. Because
2: we've been subjected to that our whole lives. We are um, separated from the – even though yeah. we're all born here, yeah. we're all separated from mainstream society yeah. because we dare, we dare to say we're not Anglo-Saxon Yeah. and we're proud of our background. But in all honesty – That's what it's been. That's what it is.
1: All right, but if you believe in some, to some degree. You have to put a label because it's cultural comedy. Also, well, is, no, right? it's, cultural. I,
2: I've tried to use Aussie. I've I've called myself an Australian comedian my whole career.
1: Yeah, but but do you do? are an Australian comedian. We all are representing we all your are. We all are, but
2: somehow, somehow, <clears throat> for a long time, and maybe it's not the case as much as it was. Right? We're still not considered part of the main street. Mm. I sure. don't know the answer to that because I think we should be. All yeah. right. Now, my films. Um, it's interesting, you know, when they put up favourite Australian films of all time, it's interesting how Wogboy never makes it in there. It it's should. Interesting. It's interesting. Well, not it? But because I use the word Wog in the title, the 20th, which is a, uniquely an Australian phrase, by the way, the in the way we use it, yeah. they still don't, you know what I mean? There's still a lot of people who won't classify it. So you tell me, what is that issue?
1: I don't. We, i I, don't well, the I, 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 I do know to... that the movie was was one of the highest-grossing films in Australia, so therefore it should at least qualify. Because you know
2: as the census just showed us, more than half of this country were born overseas. We have all inherently known, because of the backgrounds and the communities we grew up with, that that's the way the real Australia is. Okay? Mm. There's an Australia that exists in mythological terms. Dundee hat, you know, outback. That's all fine. We love that, book, but it's not. All Australia. No, it's, it's not the Australia we grew up it's in. It's not
1: representative of the, of no. the, of the totality no. of, the, of no. Australia. No, it's not the suburbs it
2: you guys grew up in, is it? Is Has it no. got anything to do with your no. suburbs? No. no. And that's what you show in your humour. Yeah, yeah. Exactly what we show. But I don't think the we, reality.
0: I don't think it should be – I just think it should be called comedy. Like, I always use this analogy, like um, Kath and Kim, right? Mm. What that, that's that's it. Rep- we, we, we do exactly the same thing as Kath and Kim. They're an embellished, exaggerated version of – Bogan Australians. We're embellished, exaggerated versions of Europeans that came to this country. Why do we have to be classified as wild comedians, but they are just comedians? Because it's convenient.
2: Mm. It's convenient. It keeps us separated. Mm. It keeps them from answering the most important question. You know, they talk about inclusiveness, diversity. Well, you know what? It's a great thing you bring up because you want real diversity in this country, then start accepting that you guys deserve those same um, uh, accreditations and those same titles as every other Australian comedian. Is that still the case? No.
3: Yeah.
2: Alright, so for all the talk of all this wokeness and inclusiveness, it still doesn't exist. And you know, there's comedians out there, whether they're from Lebanese background, African background, whatever, do you think they're considered as oh, comedians yet? No. Maybe from an elite kind of intellectual kind of portion of the audience and the community, but I guarantee you, as mainstream, No. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's these are the questions we have to keep – we have to keep posing and asking mm. because we're going to pave the way for a whole bunch of people that are going to come after us, yeah? Mm. And all I ever wanted to do was go on Australian TV and present a face like this up against all those Anglo-Celtic, Anglo-Saxon faces, <laughs> yeah, on a channel that wasn't SBS. Yeah,
0: and you did that mate well, well and you, there's still what, you, stuff I want to do what you also did was the like to see us cuz we were well, That's what we saw in 1990 that's what I said when I was uh, in that v- Boy? I was in the movie and I couldn't believe that I couldn't believe I was I, I was uh, whatever uh I couldn't believe <laughs> I was watching something that was like Someone like me <laughs> talking a little bit like me and my mates yeah. on on the on, on the big, big screen, screen where I watched the, the Terminator and I watched the you know the the all the sly movies and all. the... Like, I just couldn't believe it.
1: It really was one of those, I think everyone who watched it for the first time, it was a profound moment for all wogs Profoundness in, in this and, country. Watch it going, wow, this is me, this is everything I know, this is my upbringing, it's all in here, now, and it's on the big screen. Like, I loved like the Hulphan.
0: second wog boy. I, I did enjoy the second wog boy and what it was about, and, and we know how that came about, we know. The, the, this third one now, put aside that we're in this one, no, let's not put it aside. Let's not put that aside. We're in
3: it.
2: You're
0: so as, as humble. You're so humble on air.
2: <laughs> There's a whole new sushi I'm seeing here today, folks. <laughs> we, Please we, continue. I love the humbleness.
0: Continue. The reason why Nick says that is in the screening of it, when, when it came up to Sushi Mango, me and Carlo and Andrew were the only ones cheering, going, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we made the movie. Um, but insane. Now, put aside that we're in this one. I think this one here brings back the roots because you've filmed it in a manner that shows Melbourne again. That shows um, current situation. Yeah, but it's 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 not just a movie about the uh, the Wog Boy. It's a movie also about current times and stuff like that. Right? Us, Victoria, Melbourne. Mm. It, that yeah. that's, that's a character in the movie. You know, you start thinking about your next movie straight after the last one, right?
2: The last one was 12 years ago. So that's no, how long uh, I'd be thinking When I met, you know, it's interesting, and it develops over many scenarios in your head. When I met you guys, I, I wanted to wait and see how you developed because I could see a place for you in this movie. And I started talking to you about this movie when? 17, 18? Yeah, yeah,
1: um, yeah. So – I thought it was bullshit at the time, to be honest. Everyone thinks that. everything <laughs> I say is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: everything yeah. – but, you know, it's like you've got to keep regenerating. You've got to keep renewing. You've got to keep refreshing, all right? Wog Boys Forever is a continuation of Stephen Frank's journey. And of course, you know, it's uh, it's now, you know, they're in their midlife years. And so obviously the circumstances around their lives and what happens is going to be a little bit different to the previous movies. But having said that, um, out of the three, in all honesty, um, this is my favourite. I feel this one has um, uh, an enormous amount of heart.
1: Yes, I was going to say mm-hmm. that. Absolutely.
2: An enormous amount. And, you know, even with test audiences. Um, and, you know, women are a great indicator of whether you've achieved that in a film. You know, because men are really good. Oh, yeah, it's good. Mate. Yeah, it's all right.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. could have used a few more laughs, you know. laughs. yeah. but you know, women uh, women tap into uh, a whole different thing. You know, and I loved watching uh, your partner's reactions.
0: Yeah, after dude. that,
2: and you know, and you know, when people are genuine, because the minute the screening's over, they zoom up to you, right?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. And they're going kind to of like, Nick, Nick. I said, Oh no, they're going to tell me off. What's going yeah. on, Nick? and and, they look at you in the eyes oh we loved that movie oh it was so sweet it was so nice and I went
0: Great! Yeah, the girls loved it. But Thank that you. is so
2: important because women are more honest than us. They're, mm. they're generally more honest about emotions. Yeah, let's let's be honest. Hundred yeah? uh, percent. We're blokes, you know. We're the yeah. yeah, yeah. You
0: know? We're yeah, b- yeah. wog yeah. guys, and worst worst of we're wog guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so, we're, all, we're looking for it to fail. We're like, ah, no, no, What, it, what, what is is if we do? We hug each other. We love it, man. You want a steak or? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm noticing, and and the performances are just Vince is so uh, wonderful in this film. He's uh, a wonderful performance. You guys are hilarious in this film. Um, uh, you know, there's so many elements in this film um, that come together to create a, f- a
1: total film, you know? Well, what about your, your character's humble Steve's and uh, Steve's uh, yeah, fantastic Steve's in this. Is fantastic well, yeah. He's a different
0: Steve. He's got two well, – there's two Steves in this one. There's the first – Well, don't say nothing. Well, well, we That's nothing. Don't give it away, don't give <laughs> it away. <we> can't
1: talk <laughs> about that. But guys, it's, look, I'm really
0: excited. Look,
2: uh, it's um, – you know, we put on these – where these light –
0: no, 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 no. That's <laughs> awesome. Oh
2: shut up. <laughs>
0: was saying, I was telling you. I cut this wog wal- off. <laughs> no, no, I was What, I was that? That? what does that mean? Cutting no, I was talking for something. That something means, yours. that means
1: this is going with the Mate, shit. Now, let me tell you
2: something. That <coughs> no, was In, in TV, <laughs> in any industry, that means cut this
1: <laughs> fucking prick off. Is that why during, the, during our part- During the movie, you were going
3: like that. You got going like that.
2: No. Hey, <laughs> listen, even if I did that, you guys would still keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Once sushi gets gone, ladies and gentlemen, there's no <laughs> the stop on that yeah, tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you so anyway, what was I say? Like, yeah, so look, the, the response has been great so far. I'm doing these um, exclusive screenings uh, at the Palais in the Enmore. They've, you know, they're selling really fast. It's been extraordinary. I've never done anything like this before. For this reason, um, I wanted to get 3,000 walks into a theatre, and instead of being in your local Hoyts Village, event cinema, whatever, with 20, 30 people, depending on what session you go to, mm. I want people to once experience what I've experienced with you know, similar films. 3,000 people, a massive screen, mm. an old Art Deco theatre, which yeah. is what the Palais and the Enmore are, mm-hmm. yeah. and you guys will see this at the World Premier on the opening night. Uh, there's, nothing, there's nothing more exciting or invigorating as watching 3,000 people... Who all share something in common from that community, laughing all together and responding to what you do? Mm. That'll be—I know—that'll be one of the highlights of my life.
0: So that you got there's three, there's four screenings in Melbourne, right? Yeah,
2: man, nothing. Yeah, and uh, I'm performing before. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of going to do some performance. Uh, you asked let's, me what am I doing. I said I'm not sure yet. <laughs> let's
0: explain this well once and for all because yes, there's been a little, a little bit of confusion. Yes, there. sir.
2: No, not really. I've done about three Q and A's on uh, Facebook.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so what you, you're you're performing. You're doing a little bit of yeah. a performance.
2: Yeah. Really simple. You turn up to the. Sh- you turn up. Uh, I'm going to come out on stage. Red tapeto? Eh? Red carpet. The world carpet. Yeah, with covered Rolling, in plastic. Covered the, wall, in- the Red <laughs> carpet. <laughs> <laughs> covered in plastic. Uh, red. Uh, you talk about. No, this. That's the world premiere. That's yep. the Thursday. Yep. But all the shows will feature me on stage live performing. Okay. Then we're going to have a little interval. They're going to get their popcorn and whatever, their drinks, and they come back and we start the start movie. The movie.
3: Perfect. Now, Perfect. do you know
2: in the old days, they used to have vaudeville artists perform before a film? Oh, ah, yeah. yeah. So well, I'm actually doing something Costello that used Stein. to happen. Yes, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Abbott and Costello started yeah. like that. Yeah. The man who knows his history. So in the old days, even at the Palais, which used to be called Palais Pictures, they would get a comedian or a comedy act or a vaudeville act, as they called it then, to come out and do a bit, right? And then, ah, oh, and that would warm them up, mm. right? And then... They have a little info. They would come back and watch the movie. That's what used to happen.
1: Right. Okay. So
2: this is nothing new in terms of film history. So I, I wanted to recreate that vibe, right? And I just wanted to see. I mean, you guys have performed the Palais. You know what a wonderful venue it is. Mm. The atmosphere in that venue. Yeah, yeah. You guys know better than anyone. You've fantastic sold it out heaps of times. Fantastic yeah.
1: acoustically yeah, too. Also, really that place.
2: Fantastic, and mm. and the sound. That I mean, you know, we ran I mean, the, the film. Everything's gonna going to say. And then we go to the end more, which used to show Greek
1: movies.
0: Yes.
2: In the sixties and 70s. so we're converting that back into a setup. and I'm doing exactly the
0: same thing there. And they yeah. have fixed the floor there, so there's no risk of <laughs> no anything issue of Mate, they
2: fixed the... They, right. Hey, they're Greeks. They brought in the cement. Yeah. <laughs> the next day, filled it up, threw a few dead bodies in there that <laughs> they needed to, you know, get rid of, and it's all done. That's a joke. I am <laughs> joking. <laughs> no one at the Endmore has killed anyone. It's going to last at least two the weeks. Enmore. That
0: floor, at, at least. least. No, might, no we, listen, listen, you <laughs> listen. You. We might pop in one night. The yeah,
2: Endmore has had about a hundred shows since. That yeah. happened. Yeah. All right. We might and pop it's in one night at the air more. Oh, yeah. hang on. Magic. Can you say which night so we can sell some extra tickets? <laughs> <deals? Yeah.
0: laughs> <laughs> we we'll shimmy from the roof
2: <laughs> on ropes. Did you hear that, everyone in Sydney? <laughs> Come nah. to every show <laughs> because you case. don't you know which don't one she's coming right. to. <laughs> We're
0: coming. We're coming. We are. Wow. But, uh, man, we can't wait for this this movie. Um, can't wait, man. Our first—it's going to change your lives, boys. Our first can't on-screen wait, uh, debut with—and—and—and and, and glad it was with you, mate. No, really, glad we, it was with you. Thank you for the man. privilege,
1: man. Thank you for the privilege, guys. You. We get, we thank we you for
0: doing to, it. You're a never. big part of this movie. You're hilarious in this
2: movie. You never get uh, too well. I've got to carry some of the dramatic stuff in this one. And uh, when I was writing the script, I just knew. Um, when I needed those comedy bits, I knew I could rely, as I have many times. I knew I could rely on you guys, and so, you know, and you come in, and you know, I've got because there's a lot of sad stuff that happens to Steve. There's lot of sad stuff. That's Look, that's Steve's why. still very funny in this movie, Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he is. But, but there's there's stuff that happens there's to this. Who's Steve? Yeah, yeah. There's stuff that happens to this bloke. You know, he starts. Yeah. You know, his life when he movie starts is in a pretty shit place, right? Yeah, man. But you know, it was wonderful to be able to maintain that as an actor and know that I had your backup. With the comedy stuff, right? As my sister said, and I, I trust my sister more than anyone, she said, you know, she goes, oh, that's interesting. You've got sushi to do, you know, some of the stuff that you did in the first film. I said, yeah. Mm. So I could focus on that other stuff, which is in, important to the storyline. Absolutely. Yep. And, mate, that was the great benefit of having worked with you guys mm. and knowing what you're capable of, yeah? Yeah. Yep. And... Uh, Frank Latino, a director, obviously. Yep, shout, shout out to Frank.
0: Frank. Yep. Yeah, shout out to Frank. Frank. Who's Bully. done a
2: magnificent job with this film, who knew exactly how to work with you guys. You know, apart from the fact he's also Italian, he's also a comedian. Yeah, yes, so absolutely. Which is, you know, a important part about why I chose him. Apart that he's a fantastic director, he's, an, he's a guy who's
0: yeah, done a un- lot of comedy. Understands it yeah. intricately, you know. And
2: he knows us really well. And yeah. that's why I think it's the best walk boy. I think the performances in this, I think Frank's done a magnificent job with the comedy, with the performances, the tone. The overall, you know, vibe of this film is is really like like your
0: partner said. It really does a it very nice. It's really nice. <laughs> yeah,
3: no, he's
2: done, he's done a great.
0: Job. He's great to work with Frank too, man. And, and he's the best. Made it very easy. Yeah, but um, we're going to wrap this up, Nick. And we've taken right, eno- and and enough of yeah, your time. And
2: after the because exclu- I'm going to get told off, we are going to cinemas. We are we're going right? to yes. cinemas. Yes. Yes. All right? yes, guys. We are going to cinemas. Yes. Okay, these are two weeks of very special screenings with me performing. After that, cinemas.
0: Right across Australia All over the country 300 baby. plus uh, 7,000 You that said 300 mean, plus then right?
2: That doesn't mean anything to 4, them He's <laughs> <don't know> <laughs> <you're laughs> talking about screens
0: 7,000 screens 400,000 screens 22 million screens Let me put it right Can on I the say country. something to you
2: Listen If it opens up in your area And there's not a screen nearby
0: You let me know yeah. <laughs> I will organise it yeah. Anyway Nico Listen Um Thanks for always uh, believing in us and teaching us the professional way. Yes. Because you did. You taught yeah. us the professional way um, and we probably, our shows would not have been anywhere half as much if we didn't learn the right way to do it. So thank you. Definitely. And we wanna, I want to put that on record in saying that. And uh, we hope that uh, this is not the last and we do plenty more together in the future.
2: Oh, hear, hear. Mate, like I've said from day one, we are familiar. Yeah. And I meant that when I said it yeah. and I'll continue to mean it when I say it. And no one is prouder of what you've achieved in such a short space of time than me. Mm-hmm. All right, now I've been lucky in my career to surround myself with wonderful performers, whether it's a Vince Colosso and Maricusa, George, George Capinara's, some wonderful performers. You guys are part of that group. Thanks, man. The Thank reason you. I continue to be successful is because I have been lucky enough to find people as. All the people I've just mentioned, including yourselves. Mm. And your success event ultimately comes down to that. You're only as good yeah. – Bert Newton told me this once, and he was absolutely right. He would know. He was Graham Kennedy's banana for, for many years until he got his own show. You're only as good as the people you work with. Yeah, correct. And Bert was right. God bless yeah. you, Bert. Peace in peace,
0: bud. 100%. Oh, man, that's all. I'm getting all welled up. So let's go spit and do something. Manly. Let's go do some push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. Right. Hey, listen, um, thank you for coming on. Everything that he said... How do I listen to this? It's on yeah, Spotify it'll come it's out. Spotify oh, I've got Spotify Sorry, right, I'll yeah. send it to you man Relax <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got it I, I subscribe I love Spotify oh, Mate I've yeah. got my disco playlist on there You actually You're, you're <laughs> the one that taught us to How to get yeah. Spotify Connected to the car
2: You know what I'm pretending I'm not tech savvy But you you're guys know You're very, very tech savvy
1: I'm extremely tech, tech savvy Stop it savvy. Oh, I remember you And the Zomato's app For the restaurants Yeah you thing us
0: Boys look at this now You click to your car And if we go in in Apple Yeah we're not stupid let's not go there <laughs> but, guys, seriously, thanks for tuning in. That's another episode of the Saucy Meatballs podcast. Give us a five star WOG rating. Yeah, and mo, look out for the movie, which is starts the 22nd of September. 22nd of September in Melbourne and goes yeah. to Sydney, and then it's going to be in screens all around the world, uh, all around Australia. In cinemas, October 6th.
2: Yeah, oh, and we're it's in it. We've got a date. Thursday,
0: it- October 6th. I'm telling everyone for the
2: first time, we've just secured the dates with the cinemas. This Beautiful. has just happened yesterday. Oh, okay. So, I'm very happy to tell you. You wanna be the first to see it fucking? Come to the Palais or the Enmore with me live on stage. Okay. Yeah. If you can't make it to those shows, we are going October sixth. Thursday, October sixth. Australia wide. Australia wide. Fuck.
1: There we go.
2: All right. Australia wide. I just did a little Wog po- boys forever. I did a little okay. bit of boo. Oh, and guess what that's, we're up against? What? Harry Styles new movie. Oh fuck! Oh, that's great. <laughs> As I said when they told me, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> we're so fucked. Do you know how many people love that guy? <laughs>
0: Harry Styles. Uh, the fuck World
2: Harry his new film. I don't even know what it's called. It's some new Harry Styles film. Yeah. We're up against it. Uh, uh, I know. Harry yeah. hey, don't listen, worry about it. listen, to all you Harry
0: Styles fans, <laughs> you come to our film first. Then you go, to Harry.
1: <laughs> all right. Thank so. you,
0: guys. Sup- Five star rating. Subscribe. Press the bell <laughs> notification. It comes out Everyone every week on a Thursday. We're here with yeah. the, the, the WOG Godfather, comedy Godfather, Nick Gianopoulos, and Wogs WOG Boys Forever coming soon. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah.
1: Hey, guys. Daniel here, a.k.a. Shit Jamie, to read out some credits. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Sushi Mango Saucy Meatballs podcast. If you like the show, make sure you're following it by tapping follow on the podcast profile page and giving it a rating. This podcast is produced by Head On Media and is a Spotify exclusive. Our next episode will be out in a week. Don't forget you can listen and watch the full episodes exclusively on Spotify.